Hello and welcome to the Corgi Town USA podcast. I am Candy with Corgi Town USA. This is Kat Cohen. She's my executive producer. Our podcast is all about all things Corgi. And this is Chuckles. He's the president, and we have Digby somewhere around here. He's the chair of the Corgi committee. Digby is in his favorite spot, yes. uh, which is underneath, yeah, underneath the uh, desk, which is where he hangs out. Whether you're walking, sitting, standing, whatever you're doing. Yes, <laughs> there he is. So um, I'm excited today. We're going to talk about traveling with your corgi. And I've had six corgis. I've traveled with all of them. And I've, I've had as many as four at once. And I've traveled with all of them at once. I've taken cross-country road trips. And my girl, Booger, she's small enough to fit into the airline seat. Right. So I've actually flown with her. And the only travel I've done with... Uh, uh, with Digby. My darling Digby is uh, in the car six hours to California from Phoenix. Yeah. So he and he gets antsy, doesn't he? No, he was actually pretty good. Oh, he was actually pretty. I'm good. so proud of him. Yeah, yeah. He gets a little antsy in the beginning, and then he was just like, "I'm done with this. Uh, <laughs> we're not stopping anywhere. Snap time. You're not. Yeah, it's nap time. You're not bringing me any snacks, so we're done." Well, for those who are unaware, if you are tra planning on traveling with your corgi by air and they are not a registered emotional support animal, you have two options. You can fly cargo or they can become your carry-on and fit under the airline seat in front of you, which some corgis tend to be a little large and that doesn't work. Nope. Uh, I don't think I could do that with Hammer, one of my boys, but Booger, my girl, she's small enough to do that, so she's... I've done that quite a bit, um, but I've I've already I've always been a little nervous to fly cargo. But Kat, you plan on doing that with Digby? I, when you go to I Italy. plan on doing that with Digby uh, when I go to Italy. Digby is an emotional support animal, uh, but I also have cat, so I have a dog and a cat, and both of them will have to come because it will be there for extended periods of time, probably six months at a time in the next coming years, and that's part of what I need to do is figure out. Is cargo safe enough for them, and uh, and how do I do cargo, or can he be an emotional support animal? From Phoenix, I have to change planes at some point. In fact, I have to change planes probably up to uh, up to twice uh, from here to the East Coast, from the East Coast to Rome, and then from Rome to a smaller local regional uh, airline. We'll have to get him a little suitcase so that he can have all those little stickers like you right. on his passport. Yeah, like he will on his little a little Digby passport and a little Naboo passport. Um, and suitcase. yes, a little Digby suitcase and a little Naboo suitcase. But it's something that when your children are your fur babies, it's something that you have to consider. And uh, I love our guest today. Yes, I'm excited. So I when I started to travel with my uh, corgis and quite frequently uh, with Booger, I noticed that there's a need for travel and accommodations for the traveling pet owner. So this is where the idea for Corby Town USA was born, which we were in the process of building. It's going to be a pet friendly resort and finding a place in the process for traveling and having a place that's not only accommodating to your pet and also comfortable because we all like a nice clean place. We do. It's not, not so much as, as camping, but something a little bit more formal. But it was always a process. Having to take her down, we have to find the elevator, find out where the potty place is, find out where I dispose of it. it it's just, it's a process. And if it's two, three in the morning and we're traveling and she needs to go, I have to wake up and find where I'm going to go. And I can 
in my sleepy stupor lock myself out of my room Ooh. i'm not speaking from experience at all there uh, oh but, my. I, <laughs> but but i've noticed this and the other problem is if you are meeting clients or you have anywhere that you're going to meet anyone and those places are not dog friendly i would have to find a place for her to go because i would be nervous that something would happen to her in the hotel room and even you know the most trusted you don't know if maintenance comes in they don't know you have a dog she gets out whatever whatever that looks like so i envisioned this place that had an on-site doggy daycare where they could go and play with the others or be watched by an attentive staff, and they may or may not call me the Beverly Goldberg of dog moms. I tend to be a little bit She's the Beverly Goldberg of dog moms. She is, in fact, a helicopter mom or a smother, two terms that we lovingly use with candy. Yeah, I can, I'm, I'm a little over the top. But, but I had this vision that there are other dog parents like me Pawns. that want to see uh, what their dog is doing and know that they're in a safe place. So, so that's the vision. Um, so no worries when you return, your, your dog will still be fed on a schedule, be let out to do their business, play with other ones loved on accordingly. And corgis get bored. So having a place to keep them busy while you, their paw rent, are away is very important. So um, I think, Kat, you stayed with a friend when you went to California. I stayed with my cousin, yes. Yeah. How's that? It, it, it actually didn't work out too bad because I chose to stay on the outdoor patio. Yeah. Um, with with Digby. Uh, it's an enclosed patio and lovely. Well, you were in L.A. Too. I was in L.A. The I weather's was, nice. The weather is beautiful in L.A. Uh, he is, uh, I, I learned quickly because I've never had a corgi and it's been 30 years uh, since I've had a dog. I've always had cats. Yeah. And um, I found out quickly, as you've told me over the years, that corgis have fan clubs. Uh, LA is very, very dog friendly. So thank goodness for that. We went to restaurants and different places with him. He stayed pretty well. He stayed out on the patio, um, which was completely enclosed and covered. And and there was no way in heck that he could have gotten himself into any sort of mischief. You were with him the whole time. I was with him the whole time. And and that's, that's gotten easier to do. It has, it has. We have more dog friendly cities. Well, as we're in the process of getting Corgi Town USA built, I wanted to bring on some guests that do travel with their corgis pretty frequently and who can also speak to these needs. So we'll probably have a few episodes in this segment about this, tips and tricks and where to go. And when I had Lilo, my first corgi, we would attend corgi club meetings here in Arizona. It was so much fun. They were the first meetups of their kind I had attended. They were well organized. The pups would have a ton of fun. And those were hosted by the Sirlids. That's Ginger and John. And they have Colton. And he and Lilo were corgi friends. They're both our Rainbow Bridge babies now. Um, But we have some wonderful memories. They now have Bacon and Aspen. And we're going to bring on John Sirlin, and he's been traveling, I believe, with Bacon and Aspen. So we want to hear about those experiences. John, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me today. Uh, I'll, I'll start by just giving you a little bit of background uh, about us and, and what we do. I um, uh, I lead chasing tours and photography workshops in the plains in the spring. And so Aspen travels with me full time for the, the better part of two months during the year. Um, and then uh, my wife, Ginger, is a, um, uh, a capital mitigation specialist and she travels a lot for work. And so more of the air 
with Ben. Um, I'm kind of the ground team with uh, with Aspen. A lot of times we'll end up crossing paths or going to the same place, but uh, uh, both of them travel probably more than most humans do and uh, really spend a good portion of the year uh, on the road and exploring with us and uh, having a lot of fun along the way. They have their own little Corgi passports. <laughs> with as much as they get around, they could use them. That's awesome. So where, tell us about, I'm sure you've had, you've recognized some needs as you've traveled and seen some of the amenities that are around as you travel. Where do you normally stay? Can you tell us a little bit about some of the perks maybe that you've come across as a traveling pet owner for that cover those amenities and maybe some of your favorite places to stay, what they had, what made those different? Kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you know, we'll kind of uh, break this up into a couple of different segments because uh, I, I think you can speak to a few different things here. Uh, one we've had a lot of luck with is uh, Airbnbs, VRBOs, and places where you can rent an actual house pet friendly, where they have a yard, they have room to run around and play. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to worry about uh, maintenance workers and housekeepers and whatnot coming in if you need to leave the uh, the, the dogs for a little while to run out and go to a meeting or pick up food or whatever it is that, that you're doing. So we, we've had a, a, a whole lot of success doing that. Um, we, we've really won the hotel chains. Um, we found that Hilton is very, very dogly uh, and, and they've always been great to us. Um, La Quinta is another really good one. If you're just on the road, you're traveling, you need a, uh, uh, a quick coat that's clean and dog friendly. Um, you know, we've we've had had really good experiences with them. Um, and, and then the other thing that we do a lot is when we're uh, when we're road tripping, Aspen and I will uh, will camp, and, uh, and and that's another that's another great thing. Aspen absolutely loves that. Um, just being out in nature and where she can chase squirrels and and have a have a little fun and just wait step outside and uh be there you know right in her element so uh we do that quite a bit too so it kind of ends up being a mix uh between hotels rental rental houses and uh just camping out in some really cool places too um as far as the perks are concerned uh you know i know some people who are traveling with their dogs sometimes they think okay i'm going to a hotel i, I don't want them to know i have a dog i'm going to get charged a pet fee and so they're sneaking them in the back door or whatever it is they're doing I've actually found that it's better to do just the opposite, to bring them in when people see that you have, uh, you know, a cute dog that's well-behaved. Uh, a, a lot of times it, it being uh, an, an icebreaker and, uh, you know, we get some benefits out of that too. Uh, the corgis are, are, are always super cute and have lots of personality and, uh, and people just love them. And that extends to, you know, hotel staff, airlines, uh, you know, anybody that you run into in your travels. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. And I think Kat is kind of a new Corgi owner. And I think that she's starting to recognize that a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm recognizing that, uh, that that they do have their own fan club, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, the, the one thing that I wanted to ask about, uh, you know, we glossed over campsites and, uh, and there goes the Corgis. Uh, we, we glossed over campsites, but are there pet friendly campsites versus non pet friendly campsites? 
for the most part, most of the places that we've run into are super pet friendly. Um, you know, usually they're real upfront about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when I go to check into a campsite, I have Aspen with me and I'm either carrying her, I have her on the, on the leash and, you know, wherever you register, they're usually pretty excited to see them. Uh, I, I can't think of an experience that I've had where, uh, you know, she hasn't been welcome. Um, they, they, they've all been, been really good. We have some favorites and some that are better than others, but, uh, you know, they've all been accommodating. And a follow-up question to that is going to be, um, and, I, and I saw that firsthand here in my own backyard in Phoenix, Arizona, and that is I had... Um, I had Digby off-leash in the backyard, and he stays right next to me at all times. I do not have a fenced-in backyard. I'm on an acre. And in walks a coyote, and there goes my son chasing after said coyote, thinking that he could make a new friend. I was able to grab him in plenty of time. So my question to you is, when you're at the campsites, how do you protect against more than coyotes, mountain lions, bears? snakes on and on and on how do you what what precautions must you be aware of I, I worry about the smaller stuff like scorpions and snakes and things that you're not necessarily going to see. So we're always on the lookout for, for stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the one nice thing about, uh, about Aspen is she's very alert and she usually will notice the presence of something before I do. Um, and that kind of alerts me that there's something going on. In fact, we uh, ran into a coyote on our hike in the, uh, in the desert out in Usury mountain park just last night. And uh, you know, she saw it before I did um, it kind of crossed the trail in front of us and just went on its way but uh, you know we we take all of the all of the relevant precautions when we're out traveling we you know we make sure that we don't have food in the campsite any of that stuff uh, if we're camping outside is left in the car or hung in a bag and so that we're not you know attracting bears mountains lions uh things of that nature <laughs> so we you know we've run into stuff like that when we when we hike occasionally um i did have a run in with a mountain lion once fortunately aspen was asleep in the car um but it, you know for the most part ba basic precautions are usually enough to uh, uh to, to deter those kind of encounters good to know it's that paying attention it's that uh that beverly goldberg john parrotness of, pay, of just being very alert and aware of your surroundings and and like you said the, the corgis are really good at alerting us of things they're very opinionated as a breed and not afraid to let you know what they think as you're well aware um but with chuckles uh he's very curious and sometimes to his detriment and yeah. so that to me it's always no no i know that's fascinating but you need to come over here next to mom and pay attention so but i love um talking about the fan club it reminds me of a time that i went to san diego and at the time i had lilo and uh hammer and horror and I went with a friend, and he he was not used to this. When I travel with Booger, you can hear in the airport, oh, Courtney, 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 people are so excited, and she gets all these pets and attention, and, and she just loves it. Well, I, we get used to this as Courtney parents, that they have this fan club, and he was not used to it. And I was just so tickled because we were in San Diego. He says, man, you cannot go anywhere. I said, yeah, I know, the paparazzi. They paparazzi. love a Courtney. 
And at one point we were on the pier and I stopped in this little surf shop because I wanted to look at uh, some of the items they had. And I said, can you just stay out here for a moment? So he was sitting there on the pier by himself with my three corgis. And then when I walked out, there were about 20 people snapping photos, rubbing bellies and asking him questions. Oh, how old is this one? And I just, I just shook my head and smiled and I said, you know, we love this. We're gluttons for attention, but he just, I oh, man, you just can't go anywhere. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> what, what have you, John found, uh, in, in traveling with Aspen and bacon? Uh, do you, do you get the uh, paparazzi coming after you as well? They, they really do more so bacon than Aspen because bacon has big Instagram following Aspen doesn't, you know, doesn't really have as big of a following because I just don't, there quite as much but uh you know anytime we travel anywhere with bacon people will recognize him they'll know his name and it, it, it's it's really weird to be traveling out of state and then have you know people bacon oh my gosh <laughs> wow. from you know 100 yards away but uh, you know they love, it and they, they love the attention and it makes it that much more fun and exciting for them to to go out especially when they they get to meet kids and other dogs and uh you know they have a lot of fun with it it's uh uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely different when you, yeah, the, the Instagram star, that's, that's definitely what makes it a little different. I know I follow Bacon on Instagram too. So I always appreciate seeing his travels with his parents, his parents, his parents, his parents. And, and my Digby does not have his own Instagram account. My cat does. Naboo has uh, my crazy tuxedo cat. That is her Instagram account. And Digby is, Digby is the co-star of that one. To be the, the co-star. Oh no, you can't do that with Corgi. They have to be the center of attention. Ah, <laughs> I'm learning. I am. I am a new Corgi parent, so I'm learning. So, uh, what do you normally travel, John? Do you travel by air or by car? What's most often your mode of travel when you travel with the, the fur kids? Usually, usually I travel. I travel by car for the most part. Um, it, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we uh, spend the better part of May and June uh, on the road almost entirely. I kind of jump from uh, from one tour to another, photographer shop, and um, you know, Aspen and I'll be on the road for a couple of months. So that's usually by car. Um, when Ginger travels with Bacon, that's usually by air. Um, so, so we have kind of the, the, the mix of both, but, uh, Aspen has gotten to the point where she, you know, she enjoys riding in the car. She falls asleep. Um, it, an 18 hour road trip for her is pretty much just at this point. So, uh, you know, she's got a point where she just really well second home to her. Yeah, they, they do adapt well, and, and mine are like that too. You know, let's let's go get in the car. Okay, where are we going this time? So is Bacon an ESA, or does Bacon have to go in the carry-on by air? Bacon is an ESA. Um, you know, he kind of is following in Colton's footsteps. Uh, Colton was actually a trained service dog, and he, um, you know, he could fly and do all of that fun stuff. And we used to take him into the uh, to the children's hospitals to visit the kids. And our goal is ultimately that. to be able to do that with Bacon. So, you know, he's going through the uh, he's going through the the process of training to be a service, uh, you know, a full on service dog, but. Uh, in the meantime, he is an ESA, so he can still fly and do all that stuff. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. So tell me, um, what what are their favorite, what do you think the dog's favorite things are? I know you, you said Aspen loves to be able to go camping because she can ch 
chase all the little critters that you run into. Is does bacon love the attention too? Is it just going on to travel? He does. You know, they, they both are kind of uh, finding their favorite places. And, um, you know, if I had to pick favorite spot for each of them, they, they both really love the beach. Um, they, they love water. They love to swim. They love to roll in the sand. Uh, they, they both love anywhere with snow, which is funny for corgis that live in Phoenix. You would think they wouldn't want to have anything to do with snow. But, uh, boy, they both absolutely go insane. We took them up to uh, uh, to Vail and to Telluride. Uh, Christmas and so they got to play in the snow and just had had the lives so snow water sand any of that uh, always works well and um, yeah you know they, they each have their own special spots but uh, for the most part they like to do the same things oh they're so cute I love it I'm gonna put a banner here up shortly to show everyone where they can follow and it's Corgi Club Colton where we can follow bacon on on Instagram right that's that's where I've been following Yep, that's correct. He kind of took over Colton's uh, Instagram. And then uh, if there's anybody who's interesting in, interested in seeing what Aspen is up to, she's Corgi Club Aspen on Instagram. Very often, once, once or twice a month, but uh, you can kind of keep up with uh, her and see what she's up to on there, too. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to put that up on the screen now. And that this is Corgi Club Aspen. And that's Instagram at Corgi Club Aspen. Did we get that correct? Yes. Yep, that's right. Okay, perfect. And then we're going to put up Corgi Club Colton, and that's where you can find bacon. So, John, again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I love that you brought up the beach. Uh, Lilo loved the beach. He loved Corgi Beach Day. He loved being part of all of the just the minutiae and everything going on there and he loved just going into the water the shallow ends and being in the sand chuckles not a fan brought him to san diego and he he likes around all the dogs and uh we went to coronado island and he was there playing with some of the other dogs and he loved the other dogs but he did not want anything to do with the water he wasn't crazy about the sand. <laughs> the, two, the two bro first don't like the water yeah they're not water dogs no. but, but we'll actually so corgi so corgi beach day which i i believe colson had been correct yeah Absolutely. Yeah, we you know, used to take them out to most of them before the pandemic and whenever we could make it work with uh, with jobs and all that fun stuff. Right. All the adulting. <laughs> right. Yes, well, we, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, well, we I'm excited because in, in a future episode, we're actually going to bring on Kelly Lamore from Corgi Beach Day. So um, if any of our audience has questions about that, they can send them candy at corgitownusa.com and uh, we'll be be sure and address that and then all of your corgi beach day questions because we're all hoping that that comes back after the pandemic so i will wrap up here john any final thoughts words questions anything you want to put out to corgdom no, I just want to thank you for having me on today. It's always fun to uh, talk corgis and their adventures and uh, uh, look forward to uh, seeing your episodes. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. And once again, here we have a banner. Corgi Club Colton is where you can follow Bacon the Corgi. And Corgi Club Aspen is where you can follow Aspen. And this is both on Instagram. So we will have this here for our broadcast. John, thanks again. Have a great, wonderful afternoon. And please give Bacon and Aspen Corgi belly rubs for us. <laughs> will do. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Well, thank you all for joining us here at Corgi Club. You, I'm sorry, Corgi Town USA. And we will be having some future episodes. So stay tuned. The next one, we're going to talk about what to do with all of that dog fur. Oh, <laughs> that is the bane of my existence. Yeah, this is something new for cats. So we're going to talk about that. We have some people that do neat things with that, and they're going to be our guests. And we'll also have more segments on traveling with your corgi. And I, John was talking about having, um, like, going to Verbo and Airbnb and renting houses. And I agree. That's a great option that's probably been uh one of the best when you're traveling especially to a place you haven't been before but one of the things i've noticed is some of some of the properties don't put the dogs on the furniture they ask you to do that or they ask you to not leave them so even if you're going somewhere quickly and it's not dog friendly what am i going to do if i can't bring them and also the additional fees additional cleaning fees for right. having the animals and so that's some of the things that we're getting rid of at corgi town usa it's all included in the room and of course they can be up on the furniture their family so those are some of the things that, that we've been addressing. But there will be more on traveling with your Corgi. Any thoughts, Kat? I, it, it's a whole new world for me. Um, you know, cats don't travel. Uh, and and I've, Kat's been a cat person. Uh, they're, I like that they're compact. <laughs> um, it, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. So thank you for, for doing these and, uh, and, and all the information. So I hope you all are learning a lot too. And you'll take some adventures with your corgis. Lots of adventures. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time at Corgi Town USA. Cat, Chuckles, dig me down there somewhere, and Candy. See you next time. Bye.